Thanks, Thanks Friday. Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> there we are. We have the Friday night show here. And as we talked about on our Patreon, if you're on the Patreon, you would have heard this. We are going to be talking about Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn number five because we did not talk about it last week. When it came out, it works out because there wasn't really that many books this week as we go back to the regular run out of Future State. But not only that, but we're also going to get a little Future State flavor here because we're going to do next Batman's second son, Chapters 1 and 2. It always chapters. drives me nuts. Well, it has to be because when I you know. end up reviewing it, I had so much problem with this well, back in the, the day with you, the digital. You have the chapters coming out every week for the digital situations. Then they collect it. Then they become number one. Number so you one. Can't go number ones for the chapter because it confuses nope. everybody and everything. It does confuse them because then I'd, I'd have, well, I had people where it was probably injustice or whatever one I was doing back in the day. And I'm like, hey, here's the number two, you know, deal. And they're like, number two doesn't come out for a month. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. This is just the chapter. And then when it gets collected in the deal even gathered on the comic book roundup that doesn't separate them well and then people end up going thinking they're getting you know two or three chapters review but it's only one and they think that you kind of fell asleep at the wheel a lot of problems so that means we're just going to do it here eric chapters one and two baby one and two we even had somebody uh this past week was asking me because they were wondering about the collected versions of all the like well, it's just too. I'm like, I'm not getting into this again. <laughs> like, just, just wait. When, when you see it as printed, and it says that that's just the collected deal. And this person actually thought that maybe it was like different. That the number one printed wasn't the, and they don't know the whole deal. Usually, they collect, like I said, two chapters. So that's why we're going to do two here, and it's because two came out so far. And yeah, we'll get a little Tim slash Jace, and Eric will say at that point. That he's vindicated a bit because in the a second bit. chapter he ends up calling himself Jace right away. He uh, is but Jace. that was not in the first I just said that he was not mentioned or you know designated as Jason. Seemed and weird once you go reason, into that, right? I use my prestidigitation to know that he was already Jace Fox he right was. now, even though they don't talk about it. And that's what's weird. I saw into the future, Jim. It's I crazy. Mean, most people now Legitimately, most people reading this digital probably know him better as Jace yeah. than Tim. Anyway, I wonder well, why they just made didn't his comeback, say. his next reveal in the, like the pages of Batman before we brought Tim Fox back. I'm like, I think there's a lot of people who said who because who? Tim Fox hadn't been around for so long. No, and and that that is kind of a good way to play it out too. There, he's using that. Jim Ridley's using that idea of him being away for a while to kind of. You know, oh, he wasn't just not in the comics because nobody was interested and you didn't have a lot of Fox family stuff going on. He was himself. Yeah, he, he was off at the farm, we see, uh, in a way that we're already seeing little little peaks on how he it, at least is able to handle himself as Batman. But you have a lot of things that are set up. Hopefully, we end up finding out info. I, I don't know why I'm already worried after two chapters, but for some reason, the way DC plays things, I'm a little worried. But we're going to start with, the book that we said at the beginning, the one that came out last week, the Black Label book, the Harley Quinn, Bat- Night, Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn. And we've been liking this uh, enough that when it wasn't on the show last week, uh, a lot of people ended up messaging me and saying, what was it that bad? But you're like, they hadn't read it and thought we just skipped it because I said, we haven't read it yet. We ended up having, you know, bigger fish to fry, it seemed, for the TGIF deal. And it, like I said, it wasn't a plan, but it works out for stuff. To have, you know, for tonight. So we're going to get into that. You did the blurb and you kick it in there. 
Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number five, written or actually book five, because that's the way Black Label plays it. Yeah. But book five, written by Sean Murphy and Katana Collins with art by Matea Scalera, Dave Stewart, and Anne World Design. After Duke Thomas, Harley, and Hector Quimby go after the producer and Starlet, things don't turn out well for our heroes as the villains get away and everyone has to think about what's coming next as our villains talk about their finale. Hector's called it quits and maybe Harley will too after she's targeted by the Starlet and not only almost killed when she blows up Harley's apartment building, but her children are also almost killed and sadly... Woo the hyena didn't make it out alive. Will Harley counter blessings and leave this world of crime of Gotham alone? Or does this mean this time it's personal? Eric, was that, is this shade thrown at Lucas though? Is it? Uh, the funny thing it's is. not shade. He, she, she, she named Button Lou after Lou. Uh, no, Bunk, I'm saying I mean, that he died. Oh. I'm saying he died here, but he did die before Bud. He died way before Bud. And, and they're both they, dead. <laughs> and they hated each other. They couldn't stand each other at all. And Lou seems to be like he was kind of a jerk. So I think it's shade. Like, hey, Lou he was, was a jerk star. and he's now dead. Yeah, yeah. It ends up with all of those guys, uh, Jerry Lewis. But you end up here where we're going into this. And the thing that I'm wondering and what I'm trying to look at with this is, like, where are we going after this? This is the penultimate issue. You know, we have this going story. To the it's a nice little story. No, I mean, after this series, like nothing really is setting up. I actually thought that we're going to see something where maybe a Bruce Wayne will be able to get out early for, you know, good behavior so that we can continue because this white night's going to continue this is going to keep going 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 but how are we going to do this after all this is done because bruce still as they even say harvey says 10 more years in jail are we just going to go 10 years ahead for decrepit bruce or you can have yourself a whole six issue many just dealing with the bat family of the gto really yeah the thing though is is that the side minis aren't really like that seems to be for other people you end up having sean long you know uh, Sean Gordon Murphy, he seems to like the big ones. I guess you could have a big series, but do you think that's why we see Jason Todd, Red Hood, out of nowhere seemingly? Because he hasn't been well, around at it's, all. It's, and then it's all of a sudden, out of boom. nowhere. And the thing it is, is, it's for a, this, it, it is for this, though. It is for this to be great. Even at the end of Curse of the White Knight, when Bruce Wayne, you know, gives himself up and gets sent to prison, Renee Montoya, because I forgot all about this. Study. Jason Todd shows up here. I'm like, the hell are we doing with this character? I actually had to go and look up the idea that Renee went and found him because even this idea where we have the world's greatest detective, here we have, you know, the Joker has kidnapped Robin, uh, the first Robin of this universe, Jason Todd, and he forces him to like, you know, torture him to the point where he's like, I wish I never met Bruce Wayne, allowing the Joker to know who Bruce Wayne is, setting up everything we know. And the Batman believes that Jason Todd was murdered by the Joker. Instead, he just goes off and goes into hiding. Now, here we have the idea that the world's greatest detective of this world thinks that Jason Todd is dead, but for whatever reason, Rene Monte is just able to go out, find his ass, bring him back and say, hey, Jason Todd, how would I make you the captain of the prison so you can watch, you know, the Bruce Wayne to make sure he doesn't escape? Mike, it's such a weird way around just to have Jason Shaw appear so Bruce can screw him over and get out and of yeah, prison. And it's a weird way around because, uh, again, I don't know that a lot of people remember that or even like, and a lot of people probably are just like, what happened? Like, this is, oh my God, Jason Todd's in this. Well, he has been, but I, not like, in when this. You and I were discussing the first White Knight series and the idea that, you know, Dick Grayson was the second Robin and how their interaction between Batman and Robin or Nightwing at this point was so different. Why the characters were so drastically different because Jason Todd was the first Robin and how that dynamic 
featured in how Batman went forward. You and I discussed this. We thought this was an amazing concept. And just having him just go off and say, I'm alive and I'm okay. Now I'm back. I and know. Remember, my concept I have a red was, hood motorcycle helmet. My deal was without a Tim Drake here to actually bring him back. That's what kept him miserable. And I had all these theories. But yeah, like and you it said, was a really he cool just comes back. You and I he just comes back then. Uh, I just think just the idea, though, that he pops up here. And like you said, it's not out of nowhere. But it's but out it of a far ways away deal <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I think a lot of people probably thought and looked at this as a wow moment. Like, oh, my God, Jason Todd's in this. But, yeah, he has been. And so seeing him, I think that maybe what you're you're probably right. We're probably going to get more of a Bat Family deal when we, you know, because I think that this White Knight deal just will keep churning out. Even if I'm telling say, you, even if you go with the miniseries, I just said the GTO is the first thing that popped in my head. But a Red Hood mini off of yeah. this as well to tell you again, what's been going on with Jason Todd and fill in those gaps. That'd be a I good say, thing to do, too. I say it like, oh, well, a min- they're all minis pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Maxi, mini, whatever. But, uh, you know, chapters. it's not an ongoing <laughs> chapters. But, yeah, uh, maybe... Like, I expect after this to go hard and heavy back into a, a big, big story, but I don't know. Again, I you have this, what he called the, you know, Murphy verse. That makes more sense for like a, a Red Hood book to come out or, or well, we you know, something know, like, like that. It was announced before that we had Beyond Batman at some point going to be coming out written by Sean yeah, Murphy. Yeah, so yeah. who knows if that'll be the next thing. And again, I guess maybe that would be the play. And I forgot all about that. So that that would be later. So that could beyond Batman might be beyond when he gets out of jail and he's old and he's pretty much beyond of that. Who knows what's going on with that? Just the title years from now. And I think Bullock pointing out like, hey, you you broke out. I'm not going to. I kind of think that's the wink wink that things might not go so well for Bruce in jail. Like he may end up getting things extended at points because but even then, 10 years from now, you could then start having the, you know, this version of Batman Beyond where he gets out of jail. He's a little too old. He gets the but you know, I, I I'm wonder the if idea there's going to be something else. If you go else. beyond Batman, where we have a Harley Quinn, let's just say, let's, let's speculate here about the next book and not actually talk about what we're talking about. But the idea, ten years from now, when Bruce Wayne finally gets out of prison, or maybe even a little earlier, maybe he has some good behavior. I doubt it, but he gets out of prison, and him and Harley start shacking up, and he just wants to be a father to the Joker's children. It's a weird concept, but this is where Bruce Wayne seems to be. He's in love with Harley Quinn. This seems to be the progression what he would want to do. Where do we go from that with the Bat family? Because right now we have Batgirl and actually Batgirl. I don't know how she is after getting her back all messed up from uh, Asriel in the last uh, you know series that we had. But we know that Nightwing is a part of the GTO and all these other things. Jason Todd doing his things and like Duke Thomas and stuff like that. We talk about beyond Batman. Like what's the, what's Gotham going to look like beyond a Batman where he's out and not Batman anymore? I'm very curious about this because I feel that, you know, even though I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, Curse of the White Knight as a whole, there was aspects that were kind of cool. I like the White Knight Murphy verse. There's some fun things to be had here and I want to see it explored more. And especially here for the penultimate issue of the Harley Quinn, when we're flushing the flushing, flushing things out here with Harley Quinn and this new idea of the starlet and the producer and how we have this woman who was Hector Quimby, who uh, like the mother, the nanny that he never had for the most part. She has come back as this because this is the role that she thinks that Hector wants her to play. This is what she thinks he wanted her to become because of how obsessed with Harley Quinn he was as a kid, even making himself a psychologist as he became an adult because of this whole situation. And, you know, I like all the little, like, you know, call outs that we're having her and how everything actually makes sense in the end for why the characters are acting the way they are. And, and she's still pissed off at Hector's mom, too, yeah. because she ended I up getting scarred is. by protecting her. Remember, any friends. She ended up not having a career because of that. Yeah. She got horrifically scarred. Now, I think that I'm going to 
you know, look into the future. I think that in the future, if there was the Beyond deal, I think there'd be a new Robin, probably by the name of Bryce. And a Batgirl named Jackie. We'll find out that pretty much Harley Again, is, is raising like, the next deal. They're like two deal. years old right now. Do you think Damn that Bruce right. or Harley would let 12-year-old kids go and do that stuff right? Like after yeah, all the time they've had that, here? I think, I think we've had this before with Damien and stuff. And I don't think Bruce learns. And I don't think that no, that's happened Dick in Dick Grayson was a young kid when he first – but he was the first one. Then Jason Todd, you know, things went bad. So then, you know, even Tim Drake was a weird one to bring out. They were like, I'm not going to let you do Damien. a lot of things for a long time. Damien, he was trained assassin. I'm saying, birth, but you know, Damien is also, you know, the son. You end up having this an adopted deal. We got a new Damien on our hands. It's Harley and and Joker's kid. I don't know what we do. Even if you had the Beyond, it could be 20 years from now, and then whatever. But I was just making the joke that that's all those kids are for. It's just the next round of the Bat family. I think that after this, if I was Harley, I'd just retire. I wouldn't be anything involved with them ever again. And just kind of settle down maybe with Bruce Like you said, maybe he'll do the same thing The kids are cute when you get a little bit of it But yeah, you, you end up It is pretty cool, the connection And you do see it, and we were right When you end up having the whole deal set up Where Harley's going to he get He shot the projector much, instead yeah, of her Shot the film and the projector So that she doesn't get hurt um, but one of the big things Hector is then the starlet. Harley over the starlet, which is going to be the love downfall the idea. of everybody. And I love the idea, though, that you end up having the starlet pull out her makeup case or compact and blow. It's such like a Take Batman a 66 deal. <laughs> and it may, I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> Even like a, you know, a Burton, you know, part of that film deal. You could see that as well. But such a, a Batman 66 deal that made me giggle. And that was a pretty cool time because a lot of people would just go with that as being a cool little east, not even an Easter well, egg, not, but kind of like a wink wink, but it ties into Poison Ivy, which I thought was really exactly. cool. Exactly. I like these concepts that we're doing, even at the beginning of the first White Knight series, where we have these different villains that we need things from. So we incorporate them into the old, like the overall like scheme with whatever anybody's doing. Like the way we brought Mad Hatter in with Neo Joker in the first series and stuff like that, because he had the mind control technology. And even the producer and Starlet, they're outsourcing to Poison Ivy to get the herbs and spices that they need to make freaking knockout powder. To make the KFC. <laughs> you need that. I mean, and it makes sense because they wouldn't have that so you no, go to I where like you would get thing. it you outsource your material out here and you bring it in so you could actually have your own thing but you're not doing it yourself it's a really cool concept to make this more of a fleshed out world yeah i i really thought that that was cool and it ends up where you can have that conversation between harley and poison ivy with the deal of you know sometimes you gotta be you can't just be the light the dark whatever you gotta get a combo because that's the only way you're gonna be able to live i mean you're gonna end up always having these two sides going two things going you kind of have to find the middle if you're going to get through this and be a mother that you want to and all that now before we see that we do go back to more of the origin of harley and joker and again that kind of pulls me out of it a bit i i don't know that you're we're dealing at a point too heavy that we I'm need saying, that here we are at this point three series and not including the mr freeze you know little one shot yeah, deal yeah, that we yeah. had before but still going back to trying to understand what the first series of the white knight was all about and who jack napier slash the joker really is stuff like that because it feels like that like we're doing all of this to the point where there was not enough explained in that first series or we're over explaining things now because it was done just perfectly enough that first series we didn't need to have all of the information but even the idea that Jack Napier and the Joker are two separate personalities and now they're fighting for control and actually fighting for the love of Harley Quinn. Who loves Harley more, Jack or Joker? Who, like, you know, that is the big question of why Harley would end up being who she is. And 
J- Joker giving her the ultimatum. For every 10 minutes you spend with me and talk to me, I'll let you talk to Jack. So her, you know, actually, you know, having That's to force she herself to, to be, do this yeah. in order to help Jack slash Joker and be with the person that she loves here and putting her just down a downward path of madness. Yeah, and I, I understand the idea that maybe some Harley fans hadn't read the other things. So it is a little recap, but I think it's more, and I think that it's trying to play off the deal. And like you said, it almost feels like you're explaining things. It's you got some explaining to do, but so far past. Got a lot of but I understand here that it's more of the idea of while you have Hector obsessed with her, you have her being, you know, getting back to the idea of how she was obsessed, how she helped, but that duality of her and how that started and all that, I understand it. But I just said Hector's obsessed with Harley. I would have rather have seen a little more of that, too, because really what we get, that's a lot of lip service of that being the case. They go into a room and Hector had a bunch of, you know, swag. Then we end up having the Scarlet say it. If we would have had it a certain way, because this is the Harley Quinn series, not the Hector Quimby series. So maybe they like, – and we've been playing this off the entire time with the flashbacks of how Harley became but Harley here's and stuff the like thing. that. But if it you is, had the, you're right. But we have the, the split thing screen is, going down like we have at the one point in this issue where we see what the Starlet's doing and what Harley's doing. If you had that to see the duality of what Harley did to what Quimby was doing at the same time, like the idea that they are one and the same and how they went about things, that could have been a fun play that you know, incorporate both and just not and single out Harley. The thing, you're saying that it's the, it is a Harley book. It's, you know, Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn, but – the story does not go through Harley, really. I mean, it is with the idea we're going to show you the Joker stuff from before. But really, in the now, it's it's all about Hector. It's Hector. You end up having his mom well, being a target. From, I know. And that's and just the whole idea before we ended up only having that. Oh, my God. Look at this room. It's all Harley stuff. Because I understand at the beginning, Katana Collins was trying to make that intrigue and trying to be more of a mystery of. It, it's Hector. I mean, we thought it was. We thought it was Hector was the starlet. He ended up wanting to be like his mommy. He was obsessed with all this stuff. personality and you stuff like that. I had all the these HQ, weird concepts. Yeah, because we weren't get. But then when the reveal is it's not him, then I think that we should have had a little more of. And I, I know that it, it wouldn't really help that much seeing this obsession. But when you get this point where he does end up saving Harley and not saving you know, the starlet and, oh, you always like Harley, you always like Harley. I, first off, I think it's more than that because Harley looks like she's going to die. I got to help her anyway. And, you know, he's a good guy and you're a murderous freak. Uh, and I would have liked more of, you know, still at the That's what makes it. You wouldn't eat fast food from her. I would sit I there and problem. like, I really would still like at this point to almost since we ended up finding out that the thing was i still would have liked to still have that little inkling that it might be hector because of his obsession with her and that kind of just got left behind but then we're going heavy on that you know here's how i met jack and here's how i was able to be his doctor and all that stuff and it just at points it just seems like a been there done that especially because it's not that different from the regular harley and joker deal i know when we go through these books here the white knight the fun things are seeing the differences and things like that and yeah there's little differences there you dig it the most baby i but do with, that, with this whole deal <laughs> i i i'm not getting too i'm not getting too much of a difference to really center on it as much as they do uh because then when you go to poison ivy now now we're talking because again she is 
not exactly a good gal or a bad gal, whatever, but she's definitely selling stuff to whoever wants to buy it. She has a duality herself, and I like that. I, I, I even want to see this, more though. of Jason Todd in the, in the jail as the captain. I, I, I would love to have seen more of Jason Todd just because it was a shock when he showed up, even though it shouldn't have been. But the idea of going back and seeing the Joker, there are simple concepts in here that I actually found expanded on the whole concept that I just kind of really appreciated with the idea where Jack Napier, the simple gangster guy just goes around and like roughs people up and does different things. He used to go around with the Jack of Diamonds as this whole thing. He was Jack, the Jack of Diamonds, this, you know, suave kind of guy. And now he's the Joker. The Joker's his card. And we were talking about this, you know, Harley's discussing why he did it. Why he did this your thing? Because Jack of Diamonds, Jokers are wild, baby. And I'm like, I, I kind of like the duality in the way line, but I did like and it. stuff like that. But again, too, where you have that whole deal where you know, we had that little romance baby. brewing with, <laughs> hey, you dig it the most, baby. I don't, th- I don't think he says baby. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But you end up where I, I also want more Duke. I, I actually, I, I'm telling you, I completely forgot that Duke was with them. You at the egg roll delivery service? Uh, yeah, but I'm like, when he comes, he's like, man, looks like Hector was the only one of us that got out, you know, unscathed. I'm like, oh, yeah, you were there, Duke. You just got, you know, knocked on the head early. You just have to wait for the Duke Thomas series. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I think that my more intrigue and and wanting to see that was before. Now, Duke is just, like you said, he's the eyebrow delivery guy. He doesn't have much to do. The weird part is, like, do I want to see more of him? Because I love Duke Thomas and the main continuity and stuff like that. I want to see more of him there because he's so undefined like this character. But this one is so utterly different than Duke Thomas. He is just a giant, like, you know, middle-aged man, it seems like here. And he does have no powers, no relation to the Batman. of a man. And it's just... He is just a regular dude, Duke Thomas. I'm like, is there enough interesting things here to make I up don't his think own so. miniseries? And I have another theory here, but also, how many times when he's walking down the street, they, hey, Luke Cage, does he get that? Because he looks just <laughs> like him. I mean, he looks. I think that what we're not getting a lot of in this might be the ticket of a thing coming up, and you might be completely right. We're not getting a lot of Dick Grayson or Barbara Gordon. We're not getting a lot of Batgirl or Nightwing. I mean, they're pretty much absent through this, so I think that maybe that will be what they're doing you don't want to have too much of them in this and then you know announce something so maybe you know yeah so maybe and and again they didn't oversaturate jason todd because he comes out i'm telling you i'm like jason oh yeah i'm like yeah he was there uh but yeah you end up where the big thing when you end up having harley before she passed out all this thing's going on you end up the starlet saying to hector i can't go off the script you know, the third act's coming. It's going to be a doozy. <laughs> it's going to be explosive. Uh, but it is that Harley figures out that it must be this award gala. Sophia's that they're Lifetime have. Achievement yeah. Award at the yeah. Film Festival. The grand finale of the producer and Starlet to take out everybody in attendance and Hector's mother. And that would be pretty much all the people that the Starlet would be against. The people who shunned her in her mind. I mean, yeah. you know, they probably won't even remember and again, her. I That'll say be everybody the worst. in the audience just because the producer says we need an audience for our yeah. finale. But I don't know if more like, you know, I'm going to kill everybody in attendance or I want everybody to see me kill Sophia freaking Quimby here. I like it. And that's yeah the whole plan and just killing Sophia and getting like an entire audience to see them do this and Sophia Quimby lifetime achievement right well what channel is that going to be on VH1 at the best Eric is it on the Ocho not Turner I mean, well, Classic no it may be I don't know maybe you know Nick at Night you know the, the stupid whatever when they play the old stuff I, I don't do know still do that? it might be the me channel actually it'd be on that right the me channel me nobody's nobody's watching nobody's I watching this Oh, you do, but no. Are you watching? At, when was the last time 
you watched a TV show for a lifetime achievement of some 1940 starlet, you know, in our deal. Never, Eric. You never are watching this. I mean, really. First off, half of them are dead from drugs in the 60s. They didn't make it out. Judy Garland. You know, it's if we had to that. talk about this, I'm sitting here. I was actually just doing research, and I say research. I was just reading up on Dick York earlier today, and how like painful oh, yeah. his life was. Not at the Dick end. Sergeant. Not Dick Sergeant. Yeah, Dick York had is. some problems. I know because I was watching the Twilight Zone. And there's like an episode came on with Dick York where he could like you know, hear people's thoughts and stuff like that. And like I made me think like, you know, how was Dick York after I uh, bewitched and stuff? I'm like, I wanted to know more about him. Like. It was so painful to read about this man who was like so like his face just reminded me so much of Jim Carrey too. I'm like, he yeah. must have been a really great guy and it's funny and fun to be around. I'm like, no, he was addicted to painkillers because no, he ended was up all like Jim Carrey. That's what yeah. happened, Eric. He ended up being Jim Carrey. Uh, but yeah, he had back problems. Yeah, that's why he had that's to go. That's the thing is, maybe I would watch something like that if a Dick York was present. I don't yeah, know. No, you would not. I, I, I end up. I, I remember watch. I remember watching Bewitched, and they they would legitimately. They film like things ahead because they knew he that, but that's probably all well, the, the stuff you the saw. The one thing I was reading about was the one thing was like they they uh, said a lot of one of the seasons around the idea of him laying in bed or laying yep. on the couch yeah, for a lot of them. He couldn't move. Him just not even being there. He was pretty much, you know, it was Princess Bride. He was just on the couch and couldn't move, but pretended he could. Uh, and yeah, they ended up like doing like season finales early so that he, if he was hurt and all that, it was a shame. I Poor really Dick liked York. him too. I love Bewitched. That, that was one of my favorites. Eric. Well, the thing uh, is, I ended up doing it because I actually screwed myself over because I was another Dick York episode was on a few week, uh, days ago earlier in the week, and I was telling Jessica I screwed up, and I realized later on, and she wasn't around for me to correct myself where I said, "Oh, oh yeah, that's not you know, I dream a genie and stuff like that." And I'm like, oh. I realized, fuck, he's not. It was the witch. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Rocky figured it out as well. Over yeah. you. I'm never going to let you live that. Oh, yes, I love that. Uh, but yeah, with this, I don't even know where we were talking now. Starlet, yeah, yeah. old-time TV actors. Okay, Starlet, they're actors. Gonna have, the audience better be the audience there. Because if there's 50 people there, 52 people are paying attention to this. There's two people you know, out of the belt that happen to just be, well, you know. It's, it's all the, her contemporaries the and her nurses. It's the unemployed and the drunk. It's who's going to end up at 2 a.m. with this and think it's an infomercial for some, you know, wham shall or something nonsense. Eric. Sham wow. <laughs> wham wow sham. Wham shall. Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, but, yeah, so you have all this going on. And it is set up, and Harley says, and, and again, some things, when you see the setup, it, it, maybe it's forced, but the idea of Harley saying, I do not need protection. I don't need police protection because they're not going to do anything till this last act. You end she up with Scarlet said that, you know, we're not, but maybe this was the act. You know what I mean? The idea that maybe Harley's wrong and the, the final act feel with that an the audience was this. Was, you know, j- jealous of Hector choosing Harley over her because the idea that they were supposed to wait for the finale at this Lifetime Achievement Award, but the starlet, she goes and gets ready. And I love this whole thing where it's a back and forth of the panels between the starlet getting ready to be the starlet and what, everything she goes through while Harley just takes Poison Ivy's advice and tries to be the mother to Jackie and Bryce here and going through the whole thing of getting them bathed, putting them down, look doing at Jackie all this other stuff. with the high heels on, so cute. <laughs> they look like little I, I peanuts even, characters. I even don't like they? Bryce with the Mad Hatter hat with the Mad Hatter hat, yeah, <laughs> controlling people. All of a sudden, but you I see feel... people going off a bridge. Well, don't children control you for the eighteen mm. years at least? They still do, Eric. It's way past eighteen. I mean, they they have me. <laughs> but I like this car. idea that the starlet goes and takes things too far in my mind because you don't get this here where she goes and blows up Harley's yeah. apartment well, building. Who do you think's helping her? 
I, I don't think anybody's helping her. There's some pretty big cops that are knocked out and look like they've been punched in the face. I don't think she can do yeah. that. I don't think that she can beat up cops oh, and knock them out. Oh, you piece of shit. No, I don't think she's big <laughs> enough. Plus, she's old. I mean, I, I'm more of an ageist piece of crap, Eric. Uh, that lady, the way she, I don't think that, look, they even make that guy a pretty beefy like dude. But they make him a pretty beefy dude, that guy who just has a shiner and is knocked out. Doesn't look like. You know that they've Look, necessarily been knocked because out because these cops are knocked out. I don't know that some she didn't come around the corner and hit somebody with a billy club in the face. Maybe, but there's two, Eric. Two. I'm. I'm. This is CSI stuff here, Eric. I'm gonna get down. Dum, dum, dum. Look, I watch I, Kill Bill. Damn right. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, she needed to have her revenge, Eric. She you deserved, me that she deserved, Uma she deserved her revenge. No, she's not. I, I don't see a katana except for the one writing the book, katana Eric. Katana Collins. They jumped it. Yeah, I, I actually think that Hector's right in with her now. I, I actually think that maybe he's being, uh, you know, forced into it or blackmailed or something like that. But it just, it's just, why have that scene there to show these beefy cops both out and her just there? It seems Showing like you how seems able like a the wink starlet wink. is. Well, she's able, all right. But is she willing, Eric? Yeah, she's willing. Is she able, yes. Eric? Yes, she is. <laughs> I don't know. I just, the idea that she didn't even go physical against Harley. She ended up blowing, you know, the knockout powder into her face and not getting physical. Uh, you know, like, let's get physical, Eric, like Olivia Newton-John. I think that that means mm-hmm. somebody else. But it could be the producer. And then, like we said, the way that she said and was very fearful of don't even start talking off script or he'll slice my throat. Uh, I think that somehow if she is going against the script, she's in big trouble, which may be actually you know an interesting thing of the producer just saying i'm gonna do this myself you failed maybe even trying to turn harley into something or maybe we get our hector as the starlet at the end i don't know but he ends up quitting that's the big thing he ends up quitting yes. this whole case uh and just kind of disappears it's a little too close to home now yeah it's weird again though him quitting it's a too personal it is too but it, <laughs> it is too raven he ends up, though, you would think that he would go to Harley Two. and talk about this, right? That he would go and say, Harley, I can't be in this. This He's very in, like him and Harley have a relationship, not a romantic relationship, but they have a, a relationship going where they are friends, at least, going through this. I think that he would have come to her and say, listen, I can't do this. I thank you for all like, the they help. They just met each that. other like three days but ago. But they have been working. And even so, you have a, a thing going. I think that he would have come and said, I got to stop like this. Th- they met like three days ago. She discovered a day know. ago that he has an obsession with her and it's kind of creepy and he, she suspected him. I think it's him. been a little so. bit. But the, the thing, though, what I'm saying is, is that if he's quitting, uh, you know, legitimately quitting, I don't think he's quitting because it's too personal because it's been personal. I think that he would legitimately quit because he's putting Harley in harm's way and doesn't want to do this. Maybe this whole case will fall apart and she'll be okay. But him just quitting and not coming to talk about it and him here – Harley hearing it through Duke is it doesn't feel right to me. I think that he is being forced to to help. And I think that those police officers were knocked out there by him. An uppercut and a a red cross, whatever other punches are, because she, you know, I don't want to be sexist. Like you said, (laughs) she's an old lady with scars. I don't know. She is younger than you. I don't know that she is. I mean, she is there. She was the nanny of a guy who's, you know, getting up there. I think Hector's at least 72. So she's 90. She's younger than you. 90. But again, she is a person who wanted to be in that starlet deal with the the mother and all that. So I don't know that she, I think she might be. She might even be my age. No, I think she's 
way older than that. I think, you know, the idea of when she ended up getting cut was when the mom was kind of still in her, her deal. So I don't know. It's hard to, to pin down whatever it is, but I, it just doesn't feel right for all this to go and then Hector to just say, yeah, I'm not in this anymore. I want to quit. And also, is it something that he'd be able to do that because he kind of was, you know, assigned to this from, you know, the, the whole deal. So I don't know. I think that he's I'm pretty in sure there. he can quit if he wants. Well, I mean, you know, that'd be quitting pretty much your whole job. And I don't know what he would be doing then. I, I just don't know Didn't what his deal is. Didn't he come on as a specialist? Yeah, but I think it was like an FBI specialist. You, you can't just say, yeah, I'm done. I don't feel like doing this. This is your job. Uh, and yeah, they already knew that. I think there's extenuating this. circumstances where your mother's involved. But again, in his mother was already like involved before. For him to now quit now, just before this finale, no, no, I just it say, doesn't feel right. were like you know being killed and stuff like that. They ended up going after the mom and realized that the mom was the main deal, and then you know went after the starlet and producer and things. After that went wrong there, then he quit. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I'm saying though, he he realized that things were involving his mom, and then it seemed like he was real fired up about it. And now just because. You know, the starlet, which he didn't pick her. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't want to bring all this to justice and what he would because be doing Because he now. loves her as a mother. Well, maybe. I think that he's helping her as a mother. Or he's being forced in. We'll see. In the last issue, see what the hell's going on. It just felt weird. Like I said, a guy who was all in doing all this, getting to work with Harley, and then not even going to her and saying, hey, by the way, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to quit. Just he finds out, you know down the line i think that one point she's gonna say like did he come in and quit or did he call or whatever because i think he was forced into it but we'll see we'll see how it is because the starlet blows up harley's apartment building i mean the whole apartment building blows up and bruce in prison hears that on the news this is the problem i have with the biggest part besides for the jason todd angle because all of this stuff to get bruce wayne shoved in this issue comes off way too forced for my liking where bruce is just working on his biceps on the prison all of a sudden breaking news this apartment building on this so-and-so street it's on fire it exploded so then it just leads to the idea where bruce is going to break out of prison steal jason todd's motorcycle and helmet get his ass to gotham to go here in order for it all to still be going on at the exact same time like I don't know how far away they are, but I don't think that this prison is two blocks away. Yeah. <laughs> I just like that the idea that there is the captain who's watching over Bruce Wayne, who is a former deal, former robber, whatever, but yet just has the cycle in that helmet right out on front street. It seems weird to just like, hey, I'm Captain. You think that seems weird? Look at the way that Jason Todd is dressed as the captain of this prison. He looks like a weird general-esque kind of guy here with a weird skull. Yeah, he does. He almost looks like Vano Savage, the producer. (gasps) Yeah, he does. It is a weird (laughs) look to just be somebody who was brought in to look over Bruce. That's why I said, I even forgotten i'm like oh i think he's running the whole prison which he may be but boy generalissimo there he's probably dancing it up and all that he's the, the dancer of death he ends up where yeah look at that look i mean it is a napoleon like look that he has going on there which is so odd almost as if he knew the explosion was happening eric oh my god you might be onto something he may think- be he may be i mean <laughs> he, he looks very familiar the thing though is is when you have to throw him out there in the penultimate issue to remind people that he's there. Yeah, it might lead to something in the next issue, and he's just pissed. 
And he, I, I don't know really why he would go through this whole deal with Starlets and things, but hey, that's his thing. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's the thing is, too, the idea of the producer and Starlet and this villainous kind of thing, because this woman's career was taken away from her by Hector's mother, scarring her face. But the idea in Gotham City, the, the Hollywood stars aren't the stars. The caped freaking, you know, the costume villains, they're the thing that everybody's talking about. They're what everybody looks up to and wants to emulate. So they are the real stars of Gotham. I even like that motivation behind it. Look at Bruce pumping iron. So good. He's just sitting there. He's in the air. Uh, one of the things, though, is it that if it is Jason Todd sending it no, up It's that, not. I'm, I'm looking at the producer right now. Man, it's not him at all. Who knows? He looks crazy, but it would be the idea. Uh, he he, would, be, he would be definitely against Harley because of what you know the Joker did to him. And this yeah. might be the idea of setting it up that you think it's a starlet just like thing. Clown Hunter. like you think it's a starlet thing but get involved with hector who was obsessed with this and that actually the whole dupe is he was going after harley all along because he knew that the starlet had that thing and setting up where hector has to choose between the two would drive her nuts that would actually work in my mind uh for the deal but we'll have to see but yeah bruce gets out of prison by locking jason in the thing and his off and grabbing the Red Hood stuff, and then walking out of the prison as Red Hood. And like, good night, Captain. I'm like, it's so weird seeing him just walk through. And he looks, I like that he looks real stiff as he's walking, but he's walking with his hands behind it, like like Jason was standing there. Um, but yeah, he ends up going off and goes to help Harley. It's a weird deal too, because it doesn't end up as anything. You know, you're really doing this i think to point out jason todd's there because when bruce yeah. gets there he doesn't really do much because harvey stops him and says i actually you know, like you don't harvey bullock here the whole time the idea that he's known to bend the rules and he sees bruce and he's like what are you, what are yeah, you what doing, are you doing? You're, gonna, you know, you're gonna get screwed you got 10 years in prison right now if you get caught you know breaking out of prison like this right now it's, it's gonna be another 10 years you're gonna be 20 in the freaking can Look, Harley's fine. There Let she is. The Look, she's right there. She's team. fine. Exactly. The GTO here, the Gotham City Police, they're all here to do the job. They don't need you right now. So come on, get in the car and get you back before anybody finds out yeah. about anything. I'm sitting here. I'm like, Jason Todd. Yeah, that's just knows. the thing. I'm like, Jason Todd. <laughs> I mean, there you go. That, that's, put the screws to Jason Todd to make sure he doesn't open all, his mouth. He's probably already filling out the paperwork. You would think at least that when he gets out, he's going to tell somebody. But maybe Harvey will you know, tighten the screws on him a bit. Maybe he knows a little something. Something because Harvey does play both ways a lot. Uh, but Harley ends up getting out with Bryce, but Jackie is left behind. Jackie's inside. And you end up how Lou ends up saving. I actually thought they were going to kill Jackie. I really did. And I'm like, she was just in them you high monster. heels. She was just in high heels. I really, because it's Black Label and because of the idea that you really want to set up something that's going to make Harley flip her lid to go back to, like Poison Ivy said, you still have that dark deal. You got to go. And I think that what we're going to find is. Harley goes hog wild, full out Harley crazy, and then pulls it back at the last second, realizing, no, that's not me anymore. The crazy part is, Jim, as we've seen throughout this whole thing, because of the duality of who Harley is, not even realizing that, you know, she has motherly duties half the time. She is trying to be this, but we have seen throughout the series, she loves those goddamn hyenas more than she loves her kids. So now that when Lou breaks out of the building with Jackie, saving Jackie's life, but Lou is dead in the process. But, Eric, uh (laughs) I didn't hear her yelling for Lou and Bud for the most part. She was yelling for Jackie, and I think this is where she realizes. Well, no, I think she realizes now, like, when the chips are down, she's not really even thinking about it how much she does and you it's funny because you get that little montage where she's given the bath then she's putting him in the bed then they're trying on the clothes and i think that was the 
you know what? I kind of like these kids. <laughs> yeah, I could just imagine like Bud and Luke coming, get out of here, you stinking hyenas. You stink. And they're like, where they go away. But you end up with the idea that I think that when Harley would go from this, yeah, she's going to be pissed. I mean, Lou is done, but Lou ended up kind of being a surrogate deal and almost like a, a caregiver or whatever, saving Jackie, even though Harley wanted to go try, but she couldn't. Uh, and I think that all this ties into her realizing that I am a mother. Like that's the, it's funny to say that, but that's her struggle. She has been forgetting about things and not really caring as much because she can't let go of her, you know, single swinging lifestyle. But now I think she realizes it. And with Lou dead, you then get to have that complete, you know, insane anger and not have kids die in a book, Eric, which I appreciate. I was worried. Yeah. I really was. She just tried she just tried on her first pair of high heels, Eric. I mean, really, I don't want her to die yet. But Lou, he looks dead. Though he might not be. She says she says, Oh my God, no. And I don't know. You have He's dead, Jim. You have Bud over there sniffing. If it was me, I wouldn't be sniffing no dead body. I think sniffing the life. Thankfully you're not a you know, a canine. Yeah, you know, or a hyena and I don't even, you know, you end up where I think all of a sudden he just jumps up. Oh my god, he's alive, everyone. And then she goes off to You tried to hurt my babies and like, No, 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 I, I only Jim? I only tried to get your hyena. That's what I meant. I don't care about those kids. People were there, as Eric said. I had to put up appearances. She was afraid that youth in service or whatever, child and youth, they were in the crowd. She's like, Bud, Lou. And like, don't you have, oh, yeah, yeah, Bryce. Jackie, stop. Uh, but, yeah, it ends with that with, you know, Lou dead, I guess, Eric, you say. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> there's going to be problems. Dead. There's going to be big problems for the starlet. And. I mean, really, is there any doubt that Harley's just going to be like, yep, it was the Starlet, and just go and go and find her and try to kill herself? Well, the Starlet did threaten her life. Yes, or this was Hector doing this, and we see this getting dressed up, but that's actually Hector in a bunch of different disguises, and then does this so that Harley does kill the Starlet because he needs that other woman out of his life so he can have Harley all of his own, and it's Hector all along again. I don't know, but... This was pretty good, actually, talking about I it. I liked it. I ended up going up and score. I'm going to go an eight. What would you go? Oh, I'm at a seven out of ten okay. because why? Well, I did really enjoy this issue and the stuff involved in it. The stuff with Bruce Wayne and Jason Todd fell out of nowhere, forced and unneeded for what we're dealing with here. I, like, There's a lot of cool stuff there, but I just did not need these aspects thrown in out of nowhere where they don't even make sense with the story well, we're again, dealing with. I, I just think that because Bruce gets there, does nothing. It just has to be that Jason does something. In next issue, that's important, and they're afraid that nobody remembers that he was in this because he hasn't been. So now when next issue comes and if Jason does do something big, even if he's just there with the police or whatever, uh, you're not like, oh, my God, what the hell? Where did he show up? We, We now know, and we're in with that. So that didn't bother me as much, but we're going to move on to the next bunch of books and the next bunch of books. Like I said, these it's the digital first it's two stuff, chapters. and it's two chapters, but it's the digital first stuff. A bunch of books. When we end up having it's not the, even physical. Yeah, when we end up having the shutdown and and all that going on, you ended up having DC kind of half-ass their way back into the digital first stuff for the most part. They ended up reprinting stuff that were in those 
Walmart Giants. People seem to like them enough because we weren't getting anything that nothing was I don't going know, man. To. I was sitting here chilling pretty with my DC Universe Infinite app, this love and no, life. No, it wasn't Infinite then, my friend. It, it was, was just not. the DC Universe app, now. and it didn't have a lot on there, but it had enough. But it had still, so much. You end up, not the Silver Age, Eric, it's still it's to my chagrin, but you ended up where a lot of people jumped on those big things. And it was where, at that point, it was digital first, but then DC explained it's the first time they're on digital because they were already out. They were in the Walmart big things. And then after that, they started doing more and more. And some people did, you know, like the Superman book that you ended up having. Uh, up in the sky? Diddy do. No, that, that was a printed one in the Walmart. You ended up having Ben Diddy. People really did like his digital chapters of his Man of Tomorrow. It actually was called it that one. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of generic. It was just, you know, and at that point, people were already upset with the whole Bendis, Superman, and stuff. So it was an alternative. But really, to me, is this DC, about the second son here? Or is this more about throwing shade? No, I'm saying that this is where we get to the point where DC is trying to do the digital first again. This is one of the first digital first ones that is a big book. This is a huge book. You would think that what we would do is is getting this and it would be printed because it comes out of future state. But you're going to have this. We have a bunch of stuff coming up that is digital first. I'm just worried that this isn't big enough when I go and read these chapters that people aren't going to be sold on just buying digital first books. I, I told you when we go forward, we're going to have to really figure out what we're going to do because a lot of the books that are coming out are going to be digital and we rarely talk about those on the regular podcast if we do it here or whatnot on friday but this is the big push for that and i i like this enough but it's not it doesn't feel as big even you you were like are we going to talk about that first chapter even last week and you're like eh, it doesn't really do anything and no no I, it's not about that it's just for how short chapters are that's why i don't like talking about them or no, even no, written but reviews that's what all of these are going to be much going on that, i know that and that's one, why we yeah. haven't done it before oh i'm saying though coming up we have like 10 big books that are going to be digital first and you know people need to either decide they're going to buy it digitally uh because it does seem like dc you know eventually all these companies are going to move to digital only eventually um, but I just I'm worried because these aren't that big and the chapters don't feel as complete. This you read Injustice, those chapters felt a little more complete than say I read this. Injustice and marathoned it yeah. after it was all said and done. So I never really had a stopping point when reading yeah. it. So I didn't really have this, you know, downtime in between issues thinking, Oh man, I wish there was more to this because I would read like thirty at a time. Yeah. So but like you like that Challenge of the Super Suns book? I mean, people, I were, read that. people were going nuts. It's still going on. I mean, people mm-hmm. were going nuts about it. Nobody talks about it now. These things get lost in the shuffle is what I'm worried about. And this one's a big one. And I just don't see anybody really talking about it, reviewing it's it, or doing anything with it. It's a big one for anybody who's interested in Jace Fox, the next Batman. You know, that's the whole idea of any comic book. Like, you know, you have to have the fan base behind it in order to really, you know, sell these issues. So if you're not a fan of this to begin with, it's not, it doesn't have to be that big. And if you are a fan, you do want to know that, like, the origin of Jace Fox and how he became the next Batman. So you're already in. Well, supposedly, when I read the articles, we don't get the sales, but supposedly that next Batman sold out the wazoo. It, it was one of the mm-hmm. best sellers they've had. In a year and yet i don't hear anybody caring about this then going back what i'm saying is they're they're really counting on these digital first to be big things coming up and this should be one of the bigger ones because a lot of the other ones are even tied into you know future state and stuff like that but you know it's this is it's okay i mean we'll get into my blurb right now but the idea my my whole point was is that they're really trying to push the digital first and i don't see a lot of people 
really grabbing on and DC doesn't push mm. him much. When was the last time you heard anybody talk about, you know, that Super Sun's book? Like I'm talking like DC, a press release or they, they end up doing not since nothing. It came out. Yeah, actually, probably not since about two months before it came out because that's when they do the big push. They don't ever even announce the day that it comes out. It's just weird. John Ridley, oh, and it is the second son, the next Batman, second son, chapter one and two, written by John Ridley. Pencils by Tony Akins, the second deal, has the travel foreman. You have inks by Mark Morales, colors by Rex Locus, letters D. Ron Bennett. And my whole deal, if I could pull that up real quick, John Ridley starts off the prequel to the next Batman with a couple of answers as to how Tim was able to fight as the Batman in the future, but puts those in the back burner for some Fox family drama. While I like that aspect of the future state story, I think Ridley needs to pick up the pace a bit or risk losing some readers that want more connection to Jace and the character he will become. Other than that, this is pretty much a standard digital first fair, which kind of shocks me as I thought it was going to be a big push to get something. I'm even talking the art. The art, nothing's really that special about this. It feels like all of the other digital first stuff that I have read before and, you know, you start out and you do see that Jace is involved in some sort of paramilitary deal in Vietnam. We end up having... Well, it's a weird thing because he's in Vietnam trying to take down somebody who's named Tyler Arkadine that he believes is doing some kind of trafficking and stuff like that. Some billionaire that he wants to take down. And at first, when I was re- rereading this, it almost seemed like this is like, you know, his own thing that he has set up where he just wants to stick it to somebody who thinks like, you know, they're better than anybody else and want to like, you know, knock him down a notch. But after that, it's like, you know, going forward with it, with him and Vol, his almost Oracle situation where his man or like, you know, who's communicating about what's going on and like his hacking and stuff like that. They talk about the idea of the farm and how like they have known each other since the farm and looking into it there was a camp perry and that is known as the farm it's a training facility run by the central intelligence agency for the purpose of training cia's clandestine officers as well as officers of other organizations specializing in clandestine activities such as defense intelligence agency so i'm like okay so it seems like we almost have jace fox here as a spook a man who's like a spy you know doing black ops work with the idea that maybe he did change his name to keep everybody safe because he is doing these off the books projects and stuff like that so i'm like all right and it would have to be off the books because because you don't seem to think that Lucius knows what's going on, and that fits in. Well, not even just Lucius. I don't think the American government really no, knows no. what's going on with this because they're entering you know, a foreign country and trying to take somebody away or kill them. It's weird, though, because they're not involved. It doesn't seem like they're involved. Like, I'm saying the farm and, and his background because right. this seems to be him just doing it on his own with, with Vol in my mind, especially because they mention the farm as like a past thing that they're not really involved with anymore. And it's, well, I think that's a training facility for to become no. spies like this. So I think they've evolved and actually, you know, become what they were, you know, training yeah, to I do, be. Then. And I just think that they're by themselves, though. I'm saying I think that him and Vol might actually be like, you know, mercenaries for hire or something like that, because there's nobody that they seem to be reporting back to. Even with the way when this goes bad, it's not even like, well, you know, you call captain and tell him that it went bad or whatever. Well, it just seems between these two. To a degree, because the thing is, Arkadine seemed to know that, you know, Jace was coming for him or somebody was coming for him because the hard drive that he was meant to download and stuff like that, you know, Vol was going to hack through the security and stuff like that, it's already been wiped. Arkadine knew that somebody was coming for him and the idea that, you know, he tells Jace – you're going to die, and you don't even know no. why. So it seems that Jace was set up by whoever put oh, him on this mission. Oh, I think they were set up. I think that maybe maybe it was for money, like somebody hired them, and then they duped them or whatever. I mean, Vol definitely seems like he is Russian, and then you end up having Jace. 
uh, doing his deal. I, I want to know more about what happened. Remember at the point when those people who ended up killing that guy uh, in, in the next Batman said, man, you got a lot of scars. What's going on? He basically said, oh, I'm, I'm used Mold to my life work. was torture and all this stuff going on of what happened. I expect, you know, at some point he's been captured or will be and, and pretty much ripped apart at, at the point. But you end up where, you know, we'll have to see. Because, yeah, he knows they're it's coming. It's one of those so. things from what I've got so far from the second chapter in this one and from what we've read from, you know, the next Batman so far in Future State, the things that I'm putting together is, you know, Tim Fox was a bit of a piece of shit, end up, you know, killing somebody. Either he was mm-hmm. drunk and like, you know, hit and run situation where he was then, you know, sent to military school by his father, maybe even covered a bunch of stuff up with the money that the Foxes had before they became billionaires. Mm-hmm. And then from, you know, military school, whatever it was, he was then drafted by the CIA to go and do all this other stuff to become this life. And that's why he's been gone all this time when his family thinks he's just a piece of shit. Now, now the other thing that I'll point out, this is, like I said, I think that they're working by themselves only because you're in something like that. And then Grifter shows up and says, you're coming back to your family you can't really do that. I mean, you can't really, okay, hey, CIA or clandestine organization, uh, Grifter just came. I got to go back to Gotham and hang out with my family and my parents and stuff like that. You know, there would be problems with that, even with the idea that he didn't even fly back with Grifter. And so maybe that is the ploy where he went and talked to them. Okay, we got to keep your cover or whatnot. But it is odd to be able to just go back to Gotham as just, you know, Jay. You think that's do odd. that? I'm thinking to myself, why is there a Vietnamese prostitute in Tim Fox's house? Did Grifter go and hire her beforehand or she been waiting for Jason's whole time? No, I think she's there with Grifter. He's there hugging her and stuff like that and then going. It's funny, too, because the well, way was there, the way that, the way the deal works when you do go back to that. I love that page term where you just see I'm like, are we supposed to be looking at the leg tattoo and the high heels? Are we looking at to be continued? Because I'm looking at both. Uh, but yeah, when you end up having Arcadine, that's the big thing. You're going to die and you don't even know what it is for what's going to happen. And there's some cool action. You get to see that, you know, right there shows you Jace can handle himself. As oh, him taking out all of Arcadine's yeah. men who are then trying to, like, you know, at first we're like, let's beat the shit out of this guy. Tim holds or Jace holds his own, kicks the crap out of him. Then they start shooting at him. Yeah. He just jumps on a four-wheeler and hops his ass out of there. But guess he is very proficient in what he Man, does. He Did can he get do the job that. done? No, no, but he has, the, like, the skill and, to possibly be a next Batman. And also Vol is able to, you know, hack, do all these things. Oracle. I, I did like the idea, yeah. I did like the idea when they set up, and it, it's kind of a clever thing that John Ridley sets up. The idea, when they get to the computer... It's going to take time because there's that extra security, which then allows the thugs to get to him because there's nothing on the computer. There, there's no they just need that time while that's going on to, OK, they're doing it now. Everybody go get that. And when they get to it, they're like, oh, God, that was all that military grade hacking security there. And there's nothing on this computer at all. I thought that that was a pretty cool dupe to show. Again, Arcadine knew they were coming. And that's part of the setup as well. I mean, is this that? Somehow he's set up because he's going to get the secret serum or something. I don't know what Archetype's up to, but it seems like he thinks that it's hilarious that he thinks that he's a trafficker, that he's up to to more than just that. And it bothers Jace the whole time. And then he gets him. There's Grifter with the hooker. And he's like, your daddy wants you home, Timmy. And they're going to go home. So we'll get to that in this next chapter because that's the first chapter. The family reunion. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go to that night. Again, you go and... A lot of people, I think, are going to want to know like more connections, like, okay, who is Vol? What is the farm? All that. But John Ridley has been centered on the drama, the family drama, drama. And, and that's going to continue here. 
as well, I even you like end the up idea having... that we're continuing on here with chapter two, where we left off in one of the issues of Batman, where you know Lucius was saying we got to bring Tim home and stuff yeah. like that. So like we're actually in between the pages, yep. the panel space of that Batman series right now with what's going on, and it works out well in my mind. Yeah, and you have you have Tiff, Tam, and uh, the mom. Lucius couldn't make it, and Tanya. Luke's yeah, and Luke's not going. Uh, he he so wants the no idea. We're in. waiting for Tim at the airport. Tim, Tam, and Mom are there. Lucius is busy, and Tim's uh, Luke is all like, "Yeah, I'm not going to go see that piece of shit." And, and John Ridley has some I pretty good something lines. About so something doing here. I, I love the idea that that Tim and when he gets off, and oh, Tim, no, it's Chase. He says it a couple times. It's, it's stress sure with does. that, which makes sense. Not really with the idea that we saw Tim last time and all that, but they did end up saying the Jace when you said this is an in between type of scene we already saw him tell everybody jace when we had it before even future state so it makes sense to go with that i just like when he's like yep dad he inherits a billion dollars and still can't pay enough time or attention to me and i'm like "Ooh, you got problems and then while that's going on you do end up seeing what may be some of the last bits of Batwing in action because of Nakano, uh, how, you know, putting how, that down. like, disappointing is it that we barely get any Batwing and we have Luke Fox show up here as Batwing to take out a convenience store robbery and that's all you're going to get because you know going forward there's not going to be a lot of freaking no. Batwing going on because Luke Fox, even when we have seen him in regular continuity, in regular books, he's just doing Luke Fox things. It seems like he's put the Batwing persona behind him and here it is, I'm like, why can't you so have cool. the freaking the, the brothers getting together as Batman and Batwing and you know kicking ass being a dynamic duo of the future? But we know from Future State that's never going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. You do see that Tam you have is Tip show up as a cool freaking Robin girl. That'd be awesome. You have Tam. She's got her cane, so there are the, those the Waynes. Deals. The Waynes are doing their own Bat family stuff for so long. Who says the Foxes can't have their we own Bat family? Could have had it. Well, you end up where again everybody. The, the the ladies of the Fox family, they actually want to, you know, embrace Tim they coming like back. Brother. Jace, they like her. And then when you end up seeing Luke, uh, you know, fight this piece of shit racist, uh, you know, guy in this convenience store is telling everybody they got to go, gotta back, go, to your go back to your own country. It is pretty awesome because out of nowhere, you end up having, you know, Batwing in the suit and all the technique comes and this guy shoots him. And luckily, as the EMF generator, Eric. That's unbelievable. EMF, right? You know, like that. And you end up where he's awesome. He's so what we love Luke. And I just want more of him. And we may get a little more in this, but we see as things are coming in, in a very cinematic way, as they're going to, you know, meet up with Jace right there in the lobby in the airport. You have Nakano giving a press conference about, yep, no masks. They're, they're done. We're going to take them down. Good, bad. They're all terrible. And even the idea that he's going to, you know, promote Renee Montoya to be commissioner because, look, Gordon, he was a fancy boy who liked his mask and stuff yeah. like that. You, I need you on the inside because, yeah, you might have been a drunk. Yeah, you might have gotten your partner killed at one point. But everybody knows you and everybody likes you. I think you can be the part of this whole vigilante shutdown squad because we're going to make Gotham safe for us, you know. There's, there's no good vigilantes. They're all bad. If you wear a mask, we don't want you in the city. We're going to make it safe for everybody that you care about, I care about, and just, you know, take yeah. Gotham off the mass population. And I like that you said that he said that Gordon was fancy with Batman. He's like, he was the little, he wasn't really that offensive. Gordon was a flunky for the bat. Like, he's really mad. Even Montoya's like, I was a drunk. I killed somebody. And, and again, is that the connection with Jace even with the idea? But he ends up where, like, no, no, people like you. 
people like you, the, the cops go I don't even whatever. need a connection with Renee and him. I just know. the idea that sometime in the I'm future, maybe we'll get chubs. Something. Yeah, chubs. And uh, with that, too, you end up where I like Nakano saying this in here because you have to remember, this is no masks. This isn't just no vigilantes. This is no masks. This is villains, heroes, everybody. They're Your done. face code, you better not put that ski mask no. on. Really? And he says, no more masks. Halloween, not the bad no ones. Halloween. And not the ones who think they're good. Nothing we're going to rebuild. We're still there. Yeah, you don't want to go skiing in Gotham. Uh, and yeah, so all this is starting to see the setup. And it's funny, too, because of the way that we come out of Future State into this, like that is almost enough. I mean, you don't really have to go that much further. You know, there's Nakano. He's starting us all. We're going to have that in the Bat Books anyway, in the regular run of the stuff. But at least he's showing you these things as they're going on and things that will make more sense as we, you know, would get to a Future State if it's not averted than possible future. But I love seeing, you know, Luke being Batwing because we know then Number one, that Jace isn't a, the piece of shit, at least as far as we can tell right here, that everybody seems to believe. And it's he great, might have it's a been a cover. piece of shit, but he seems like he turned his life around. Yeah, yeah. Well, well that's to a, become, again, I don't, I don't know who Jace is during this whole time. Mm. Yes, he might be working for the country and taking down scumbags across yeah. the world as a spy, but. Personally, I don't know what Jace Fox is up to if he has turned his inner demons away. Well, I mean, he's going to be the <laughs> I don't next know Batman. So, I, I yeah. mean, I'm saying that what the whole deal is, what John Ridley's playing is, you know, whoever, whatever, he's keep the piece of shit persona. Again, Your family thinks you're is, a piece of shit, so let it be he, that. he killed somebody before, you know, you know, driving and stuff like that, went away at some point, became who he is now, but... Again, I don't know that that prostitute wasn't there for him, waiting for him to get home. Yeah, I don't know why she. But who was? Who would pay for a prostitute to sit there all day? I mean, his father's a billionaire. Maybe he Eric. was I running late for that. work. You're like, yeah, look, I, maybe I have you scheduled. There's a key under okay. the mat. Just make sure you get here. Ah, oh, shit, I'm running late. My you, prostitute. You she better not get angry. You get at a me. lot of prostitutes, sir. Have you ever gotten a lot of prostitutes? I'm, I'm not sure if you have or not. But <laughs> the, the problem is, is what I'm thinking. And now we might be. You know, shaming all the prostitutes that listen to the podcast, but yeah, I'm not letting them in my house when I'm not there. That's just me, Eric. That's just me. Like the idea that she's just sitting uh, in again, the apartment. It's a Vietnamese freaking, you know, like motel. Yeah. Still, though, it is his room that he had, like anything that happens in that room, he's going to have to. I don't think that's what you, you get them when you need them, Eric. I, I just, that's me. That's me and my prostitutes. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to ask Tanya how I used to get the prostitutes. I, I don't remember. But just having a prostitute waiting, I don't know. That seemed weird. And he didn't Can you like, please record when you ask He didn't go in and like, oh, my God, baby, what are you doing? Well, I didn't pay you to hang with the grifters. I think the worst part is, is that grifter ended up going there to get Jace. And then it's like, well, I am here. <laughs> Why don't I, you know, kill two birds with one stone here? I don't know. It just was odd. I that think it was a girl. We're just assuming she's a prostitute. She could be anybody. It's Grifter's daughter. I, I, I don't know. And I, it was a weird thing to just throw in almost like, you know, just to throw in there. Maybe it'll come to play. Maybe it that won't. maybe that's Vol. Who knows, Eric? <laughs> it is such a cover. Deep cover it is. Um, but yeah, you end up with some good conversation here between Tam. And and Jace and like I said, Tiff loves her brother. You know, the mom uh, ends up, you know, going with the Jace after a little while and you get the talks. But the big thing is that 
Lucius doesn't even go see his son first. He has to talk to Grifter about, okay, what the hell piece of crap. He wants to get the low down. He's a smart man. He doesn't say anything about a hooker, Eric. I think that it was what all Grifter. What the hell is the thing, though, the idea that, you know, he calls himself Jace now for whatever reason. Will he be able to handle this deposition? Is yeah, he emotionally stable? What deposition are we talking about? It must be a deposition about? of whether Against or Bruce not, Wayne? yeah, something with that money transfer, I would guess. Or Such a weird idea that, like, we're going to bring this kid well, home here's or the this thing guy too. If we're going to play the whole deal, I would think that it's to become full out the one person who's running all of Wayne Industries. You end up having, you know, that being head led to him, but he did get in the middle of a Joker attack. They might think that he's not stable enough to do this. And also, they probably have to do background checks to do all this. So they'll probably have to have a deposition of what's your father like, what they do. It's weird because he's always worked there. So that seems yeah. odd. Or it's a deposition. For the idea of working with the, quote unquote, the beginnings of the magistrate so that Wayne Industries will be able to support them with the tech that we see at points two later. I don't know. I don't know how business works. Maybe they're yeah, hiring. That's maybe they're, not going to jump to Maybe they're hiring that. hookers. But it has to be something to do with either, you know, it has to be a Wayne Industries thing with, and I'm saying, I think that you would have to do something like that to get the big contract of what they want to do because of them getting connected big with contract. the. Well, yeah, it would be. I mean, the the idea of them being hired by and doing things because but they do magistrate work. We don't have the magistrate yet. No, no but Simon it's, Satan it's, town. They're going to start. That's what I'm saying. I think that they're already starting it. And yes, you know, we see that in the books coming out now as well. Maybe not in this one, but it's going to be soon that you're going to have all that because he's in the books now. Uh, like the Infinite Frontier and stuff like that. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the beginnings of a deal, something like that. We'll have to see. But they, they keep saying it, and we'll have to you know find out. I'm sure we'll find out pretty quick in the next couple of chapters. But that's what I think. But it has to be something with Wayne Industries anyway. Um, but, yeah, at the end, you just end up having, you know, Tam talking and just pretty much saying, you know, why didn't you call? Why didn't you email? You know, we love you. You're my brother. And kind of getting pissed. And t- I'm but, on crutches. And then says, but I guess nothing lasts forever, does it? Chase, she throws that at him, and I thought, ooh, and then yeah, continues. What next are you gonna week. go back to your drugs, Tam? Yeah, what are you gonna do? Go take some drugs, Tam. She's probably just. I'm really worried that she doesn't go back to drugs, but like the first time, they're inflicted upon ooh. her against her will. I think she's hinting that she wants to drugs. She thinks Chase is bringing him back from Vietnam. She got the horse. Is what she said. She means the drugs there. Not I used a real to really horse. like Tamara in uh, the Red Robin book when she became yeah. a side character with Tim Drake and stuff like that, even a love interest. So the media would think that, as he was called then, Tim Wayne would have like, oh my God, she's with the, he's with this, like Tamara Fox. Ooh, the scandal. Yeah. I, the, the thing about this is it's such a now sad deal that she's already was pretty much brain dead in a coma. They bring her back yeah. only to make her brain dead later. Uh, maybe that they can be averted, but yeah, she doesn't have much. To look forward to Eric, except because like Grifter before, like you know, was going after Tim back in the Red Robin series. Tim was out there, like out and about, looking for things, like you know, signs that Bruce Wayne was still alive, no. stuff like that. Lucius had to send his daughter Tamara to go find Tim Drake, you know, to bring him yeah. back because he was the like you know the owner the of owner, Wayne yeah. Industries at that point. Do you think that maybe with the money they have, they could like? hook her up with like a mecha leg or something they could get her like something that she like a rocket leg that she could sip around right 
do all that stuff. Like, huh? Yeah, look at look at that crutch. It's got a fancy it's handle. A yeah, and yeah, it's not great. They have billions. Is that a fancy handle? I, I said that's an old person handle. No, I'm you telling you. You find that in a freaking, you know, a retirement home. No, I think that the, it looks like it's got buttons. I think that it becomes a lightsaber at one point in case things go wrong. I, I just, she should have like a flying, she should have like Modoc's chair going around, zipping around places, right? And no, because Lucius, he ain't spending that money. Eric, it's he's How do you think he got clothes, so rich? Really? And I do like the mention here of that. They always were millionaires, and they would be. I mean, Lucius is a pretty yeah. big deal. And who was paying all that Luke Fox nonsense? And then you end up where, you know, he says, Dad and the family used to be millionaires. What's the difference being a billionaire? And I kind of think that that's a jab at a lot of people who were like, oh, man, the Foxes have the, the Wayne money. That's bullcrap. They don't, you know, they were always rich. So it really wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it is nice to be a billionaire, but still. Uh, and, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But that's that. What would you give these chapters? Because these will be collected as, as again. A that's deal. the thing. And this is going to be the whole first issue. Yeah, I believe the way this will be, be the first be three issue. issues. No, I think okay, it's good too. Okay, because the thing is, it's just uh, I hate giving scores to these, and that's why I don't like doing them. But overall, I'm interested. I'm going to give it a seven point five out of ten yeah, I'm because I enjoyed what we got here. I'm giving it a seven point five as well. And yeah, I was thinking. I know that. Like I said, a lot of these digitals are going to be coming out. One of the bigger ones is the Legends of the Dark Knight, when we ended up having that announced, where they even changed the Tom Taylor uh, name of his series because of that. That's a digital first, so we'll see. We'll see how we deal with it. We we could always wait until things are collected as well. Well, they ended up thinking it's big enough to end up changing a name of a, a print book because of it. So, you know, it's a legacy type deal, that Legends of the Dark Knight, but that's going to be a weekly anthology digital first and then some of the other ones that they announced i can't remember which but a couple of them are digital first as well as we go forward and i think we're going to get more and more of them so we'll see we'll see i i'm sure if these sell then we'll get even more but that seems to be their plan for these like side things but other than that uh yeah i, I liked it enough i'm with you a seven five I, I i think that i need a little more action maybe go back and forth you know one of these little chapters with a lot of action and we did get that No, I'm saying going forward, though, I don't know how much we're going to get because, you know, he's just now in Gotham and I don't know if he's going to, you know, skip out to go off to foreign lands. Well, I figure even though he's in Gotham and has a deposition and do whatever that means for his father, he still is, you know, was set up and there's something going on with Tyler Arkadine and whoever put him on that job who's trying to take him down. So I'm sure there's a lot of stuff he's still going to do. But is he going to be – because that's in Vietnam. I just don't know. No, no, no. Tyler Arkadine was in Vietnam for that point in time. Yeah, but I'm saying – Whoever set him up, though. But how are you going to find out who's setting you up without going to look into – Tyler Harkadine. I mean, there's not much that they got from him. They don't know what he means. So it'll be a weird. We'll see what he finds out uh, because they got nothing. And the only thing that they could do is go get Arkadine, which you end up having Vol say he'll tell you when we throw him in jail. Like they're going to be going back and trying to take him down still, but we'll, we'll see. But somebody put him up to that job that he can go after. No, well, I know, but like I said, what's the? I don't know where unless Vol does come up with some clues. But other than that, I don't know what they're going to find out, set them up, because I swear to God that it doesn't feel like they're working for anybody. It doesn't feel like they're like, I better go talk to, you know, Commander Johnson or something with that. Or, hey, you got to let them know that we failed or what. It seems like they're kind of like, you know, I don't know, the two guys on on the lamb. I don't know what I'm saying. Just they, they seem to be working on their own in my mind. Again, what ends up being like in the next Batman as well. It seems like that kind of. Back and forth, but we'll we'll see. 
what's going down with it. I don't even remember how long a series this is. If it was 12 chapters or it was it always gets sure. mixed so in my up mind just sticks out of six to me but that's going to be real it's like it yeah, that would only quick. be three yeah i think that it's six collected i think that it might be 12 chapters is what will end up but yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes down and see if things pop up but that is that so everybody thanks for listening to the friday show thanks for all that we'll be back on sunday with our big show which includes the big book infinite frontier and all Batman that stuff that's going with Batman uh, 106 that I don't hear a lot of people talking about. And I hear more people that Swamp Thing we have as well. Suicide Squad. Yeah. So we'll see how that is. The big thing is that Infinite Frontier and people seem to love it or hate it. So we will end up seeing which we are on which side. But that's it, Eric. What do we say at the end of the show? Until next time, don't go bananas. No, that's